1: Good evening, everyone. For this Monday, October 23rd, 2023, I'm Reagan Clagg.
0: And I'm David Atkins. Coming up this evening on News Center 88, Senator enters plea on conspiracy charge. All in your only daily source for Marshall Broadcast News, Luke Hamilton will be in with a Metro Huntington weather forecast, and John Boggess will be in with the FM 88 Sports Report. The current temperature outside is a sunny 64 degrees.
1: And now on to our top story. Israel has ramped up its airstrikes across Gaza, including in areas where civilians have been told to seek refuge. A U.S. official said today that Washington has advised Israel to delay a possible ground invasion to allow more time to try and secure the release of captives held by Hamas. Israel has allowed two small aid convoys but no fuel to enter the besieged coastal enclave, where there has been a power blackout for nearly two weeks. Hospitals say they are scrounging for generator fuel in order to keep operating life-saving medical equipment and incubators for premature babies. Palestinian officials and witnesses say heavy airstrikes across Gaza demolished buildings, killing hundreds of people.
0: Chevron is buying Hess Corp. for $53 billion, and it's not even the biggest acquisition in the energy sector this month, as major producers sees the initiative while oil prices surge. The Chevron-Hess deal comes less than two weeks after ExxonMobil said that it would acquire Pioneer Natural Resources for about $60 billion. Crude prices are up 9% this year and have been hovering around $90 per barrel for about two months. Chevron said today that the acquisition of Hess adds a major oil field in Ghana as well as shale fields in North Dakota.
1: U.S. Senator Bob Menendez of New Jersey is returning to a New York City federal court to enter a not-guilty plea to a conspiracy charge alleging he acted as an agent of the Egyptian government. The Democratic former chair of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee is scheduled to appear before a judge today. Menendez stepped down from his powerful post on the Senate committee after he was criminally charged last month with other conspiracy counts. Those charges allege Menendez and his wife accepted bribes from three New Jersey businessmen in exchange for his assistance. Menendez has vowed to show his innocence.
0: A new study says no matter how much the world cuts back on carbon emissions, a key and sizable chunk of of Antarctica is essentially doomed to an unavoidable melt. The study's lead author says the full melt will take hundreds of years, but its slow addition of nearly six feet to sea levels will reshape where and how people live in the future. Researchers use computer simulations to calculate future melting of protective ice sheets jutting over Antarctica's Amundsen Sea in western Antarctica. Today's journal, Natural Nature Climate Change, says even if future warming is limited to just a few tenths of a degree more, it wouldn't be enough to prevent collapse, of part of the ice sheet.
1: The White House says the dozens of U.S. technology hubs President Joe Biden is announcing will help communities across the country become centers of innovation critical to its competitiveness. Biden is designating 31 technology hubs that reach 32 states and Puerto Rico. The tech hubs are designed to help spur innovation in industries concentrated in these areas and to create jobs. The Democratic president is scheduled to announce the tech hubs today. The tech hubs are the result of a process the Commerce Department launched in May for cities to share $500 million in grants. The hubs tie into Biden's economic message that people should be able to find good jobs wherever they live.
0: Coming up, cows that survived a truck crash cleared to head head to Ohio. That and more news from across the tri-state when New Center 88 returns right after this.
2: Captain's Log. Start at 696, the lure of our Queen, 6640. During a scouting mission for Her Majesty's Royal Space Force, Ed and I have uncovered WMUL, a revolutionary source of good radio. Now we must bring this news back to our world to restore our people's hope and radio. Al, we have a problem. What is it, Lynn? I've lost a signal. We can't hear WMUL anymore. How will we be able to prove our findings to our Queen and her council? Calm down, Ian. I've got an idea. Let's check out the primitive human internet. Aha! Ian, pull up marshall.u slash WMUL on your terminal. On it. Amazing. WMUL streams 24-7 online so it's accessible from everywhere. And look, WMUL also covers news, sports, and original programming. Not just music. Just keep playing WMUL, Ian. We've hit the middle
1: Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best spot news reporting by the Virginia's Associated Press. I'm Reagan Clagg.
0: And I'm David Atkins. Police in Tennessee were searching yesterday for the estranged son of Nashville's police chief as the suspect in the shooting of two police officers outside a Dollar General store. Authorities said officers in the city of Laverna were investigating a stolen vehicle outside the store Saturday when they struggled with the suspect, who pulled a handgun and shot them. Police identified the suspect as John C. Drake Jr., the son of Metro Nashville Police Department Chief John Drake. A spokesperson for the city of Laverna identified the officers as Ashley Bollyjack and Gregory Kern. Bollyjack was released from the hospital Saturday while Kern was kept overnight for observation and is in stable condition.
1: Anti-abortion groups seeking to build opposition to a reproductive rights measure in Ohio are messaging heavily around a term for an abortion procedure that hasn't been legal in the U.S. for over 15 years. The opposition campaign and top Republicans increasingly reference partial birth abortions in ads, debates, and public statements. The abortion opponents say partial birth abortions are an imminent threat if voters approve the constitutional amendment November 7th. Partial birth abortion is a non-medical term for a federally prohibited procedure known as dilation and extraction. Abortion rights group Pro Choice Ohio says talk of partial birth abortions is a scare tactic. Constitutional scholars say the amendment would not override the existing federal ban if Ohio voters approve it.
0: The United Auto Workers Union has once again escalated its strike against Detroit 3 automakers, this time adding a factory that makes Ram pickup trucks for Stellantis. The union says in a statement that 6,800 members walked out this morning at the Sterling Heights, Michigan Assembly Plant, a huge profit center for the company. The move came just three days after union president Sean Fain reported progress in talks with General Motors and Stellantis, but said the companies will have to make better offers. No progress was reported with Ford. The union went on strike September 15th at one assembly plant from each company. About 40,800 workers are now on strike against all three automakers.
1: Connecticut's agriculture department says 30 cows that survived a truck tip over that killed 14 others on a Connecticut highway this week have gotten a veterinary check and are cleared to complete their journey. Department spokesperson Rebecca Eddy tells the Hartford Courant that the surviving animals are doing well and their owner is arranging to truck them to their original destination in Ohio. The cattle were en route from Maine in a tractor trailer that crashed on a highway exit ramp in Newtown early Thursday. State police and agriculture officials said eight cows died immediately and six others had to be euthanized because of their injuries.
0: A, ki- a canine police dog's attack on a black motorist in Ohio is resurrecting questions about race relations and law enforcement tactics. Hadarius Rose was driving his 18-wheeler through rural Ohio July 4th when a missing mud flap caught the eye of a highway patrol officer. Rose was attacked by a police dog after he eventually pulled over. Since then, some say the images reminded them of the civil rights movement when authorities turned dogs on peaceful black protesters. Rose required hospital care. The police officer who handled the dog has since been fired, but a city council member says police still haven't explained the case.
1: Coming up next... University acquires jarred snake specimens. That and more news from around the nation when New Center 88 returns. Stay with us.
2: So what does WMUL mean by the cutting edge? Well, not this, but this. University students say it's not easy being Greek. Nope, not this either. But this? Oh, yeah. And finally, 0% this, but 100% this. Got it. Touchdown. Thundering Herd. So the cutting edge means award-winning news, music, and sports. Not, uh, cutting stuff. 88.1 WMUL.
3: Day, a new creature walks among us, causing fear, mayhem, and injury.
1: Stay back, children.
3: Look out for the dreaded digital deadwalkers. With faces pressed against their little handheld devices, they put all good citizens in harm's way. Oh. Hey, dude, I'm walking here. Oh, I, sorry, I didn't see you. A public service message from the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons, who want to keep everyone well connected with healthy bones.
1: Welcome back to News Center 88, voted Best Radio News Reporting by the Society of Professional Journalists' Mark of Excellence Awards. I'm Reagan Clagg.
0: And I'm David Atkins. Wall Street is swinging a bit higher, continuing a months-long run where it slavishly followed the cue of the bond market. The S&P 500 was 0.5% higher today. The Dow was up 5 points and the NASDAQ comp- Composite was 0.8% higher. All three indexes were slumping at the start of the trading, hurt by a continued rise for Treasury yields. The 10-year yield again touched its highest level since 2007. But Treasury yields eventually eased back after crude oil prices tumbled to take some pressure off inflation. That helped to relax conditions for the stock market, particularly for big tech and other high-growth companies.
1: Doctors in the Gaza Strip say dwindling fuel supplies are putting dozens of premature babies hooked up to incubators at risk of imminent death. The UN Health Agency estimates there are 130 premature babies at, quote, grave risk, unquote, while some hospitals say they are hours away from running out of generator fuel. Israel has barred fuel from crossing into Gaza out of fears it will end up in the hands of the Hamas militant group. The U.N. agency responsible for Palestinians says it only has three days of fuel stocks left to meet critical needs.
0: Family, friends, and some of Michigan's top elected officials paid respects yesterday to a Detroit synagogue president who was found fatally stabbed at her home. Police are investigating but say no evidence has been found to show anti-Semitism was a motive. Samantha Wall is being remembered as a generous leader who built bridges between communities, including those of different faiths. Officers say they followed a trail of blood Saturday to the victim's residence. The 40-year-old Wall had led the Isaac Agreed Downtown Synagogue since 2022. She was also a former aide to Democratic Representative Elisa Slotkin, and campaign staffer for Attorney General Dana Nessel.
1: It's day 20 without a House Speaker, and Republicans are starting over. They're convening again this evening without any idea who will lead and when they will be able to get Congress back to work. Nine lower-level Republican lawmakers are now running to be the House Speaker, none with any clear shot for the gavel. Senior most is Representative Tom Emmer of Minnesota. But the former campaign chief and gruff hockey coach is disliked by Donald Trump, potentially dooming his candidacy. Late today, House Republicans will retreat behind closed doors to hear from the candidates ahead of internal party voting. Since being ousted as speaker at the start of the month, Kevin McCarthy calls the whole spectacle, quote, embarrassing, unquote.
0: The University of Michigan Museum of Zoology recently acquired tens of thousands of reptile and amphibian specimens, including many snakes. Research collections manager Greg Schneider estimates the new material donated by Oregon State University contains about 30,000 snakes. He says that would give Michigan a total of between 65,000 and 70,000 of the slithering vertebrates surpassing collections of the Smithsonian in Washington, the American Museum of Natural History in New York, and the University of Kansas. At the heart of the acquisition is its promise of new research opportunities, including advanced genetic studies that could result in a better understanding of inheritance and evolutionary relationships.
1: Coming up next outcome of key local races in Pennsylvania could offer lessons for 2024 election. Your daily political update when Center 88 returns, right after this.
0: This song is being played on a didgeridoo. A didgeridoo is an instrument made by indigenous Australians. WMUL doesn't have any songs with didgeridoos in them, but what we do have is the Tri-State's largest variety of music, from alternative to hip-hop, jazz to blues, and much more. Plus, our selection is constantly being updated with the latest tunes. So, you know, maybe one day we will have a song with a didgeridoo in it. 88.1 WMUL-FM.
1: Welcome back to New Center 88. I'm Reagan Clagg.
0: And I'm David Atkins. The United States has renewed a warning that it would defend the Philippines in case of an armed attack after Chinese ships blocked and collided with two Filipino vessels in the South China Sea. Philippine diplomats summoned a Chinese embassy official in Manila today for a strongly worded protest following yesterday's collisions off 2nd Thomas Shoal, which is also claimed by China. No injuries were reported, but the Philippine ships reported damage. China has blamed the Philippines for the collision, saying the vessels were carrying construction materials to strengthen the Philippine outpost at the shoal. The Philippines and other neighbors of China have resisted Beijing's sweeping territorial claims over virtually the entire South China Sea.
1: Argentina's economy minister and the anti-establishment upstart he faces in a presidential runoff next month have begun competing to shore up the moderate voters they need. Economy minister Sergio Massa earned almost seven points more than chainsaw-wielding economist and freshman lawmaker Javier Millet in yesterday's vote. Most polls had shown Massa slightly trailing. Voters had been expected to punish him for triple-digit inflation that has eaten away at the purchasing power of salaries and boosted poverty. On November 19th, Voters have the option of choosing Massa, despite the economic deterioration that took place on his watch. Their other option is a self-described anarcho-capitalist who promises a drastic shakeup of South America's second-largest economy.
0: Indigenous campaigners who wanted Australia to create an advisory body representing its most disadvantaged ethnic minority says its rejection in a constitutional referendum was a, quote, shameful act, unquote. Many proponents of the indigenous voice to parliament maintained a week of silence and flew aboriginal flags at half-staff across Australia after the October 14th vote. In an open letter to federal lawmakers, the campaigners said the result was, quote, so appalling and mean-spirited as to utterly be unbelievable, unquote. The letter writers blamed the result partly on the main opposition parties endorsing a, quote, no, unquote, vote for political reasons.
1: Local elections and Democratic strongholds at both ends of Pennsylvania next month could show how voters feel about progressive candidates and issues such as abortion and crime ahead of the 2024 election. Philadelphia will get a new mayor and Allegheny County will see a new executive. Voters there will also decide whether to reelect the district attorney with the backing of another party after his long career as a Democrat. Pennsylvania will be a prime presidential battleground in 2024. Candidates will take lessons about how Democrats see crime into the next election cycle and the strength of progressives in local races.
0: Local election offices have been understaffed for years, but the 2020 election became a tipping point with all the pandemic related challenges before the presidential election, and the hostility and death threats afterward that were fueled by the false claims of a stolen election. A wave of retirements and resignations has followed across the country, creating a vacuum of institutional knowledge in an environment in which the slightest mistake can be twisted by conspiracy theorists into a nefarious plot to subvert the vote. One Pennsylvania County is now on its fifth election director in the last three years, but has vowed to regain stability and rebuild trust with voters.
1: And coming up, Luke Hamilton will have a complete look at your Metro Huntington weather forecast and John Boggess will be in with the FM 88 Sports Report. Stay with us.
0: You have a CD for any mood. You've got everything from rainy day jazz to pure existential angst. You've got CDs to dance to, boogie to, shimmy to, mosh to, and totally rock out to. You've got rock, rap, pop, alt pop, sub pop, hip hop, jazz, blues, country, metal, punk, and some stuff they don't even have a name for yet. But do you have a first aid kit? You have the things that make you happy. Get the things that make you prepared. An All Hazards Emergency Preparedness Kit can help. Ready kits are available at your local retailer. Learn more at ready.gov.
2: G'day, mates. My name is Dango Mick, and I've come all the way from Australia in search of a creature that's spelled W-M-U-L.
1: I guess it's a woman. It's known only to exist on the Marshall campus, and its void has been known to induce a dependency on a wide variety of music that only it can supply.
3: Crocky! There it is now, and it's attacking another radio station. Oh, but don't worry, kiddies. It'll be all right. It's only nature. Welcome back to New Center 88. I'm Luke Hamilton, and now it's time for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. It is currently a sunny 66 degrees. Temperatures will drop throughout the night with a low of 49 around midnight, before dropping down even more tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. when temperatures reach 44. Tomorrow will kickstart a streak of 70 plus degree days throughout the week. The high tomorrow will reach 75 at 4 pm, so enjoy the warmer conditions before fall concludes. Today in weather history, on this day in 1989, a storm moving out of the Gulf of Alaska brought rain and high winds to the Central Pacific Coast region. High winds in Nevada gusted to 67 miles per hour at Reno, and thunderstorms around Redding, California produced wind gusts to 66 miles per hour. Locally heavy rains in the San Francisco area caused numerous mudslides, Adding insult to injury for earthquake victims. Thank you to weather4u.com for that information. Currently outside of the WMUL studios, it's a sunny 66 degrees. That's your Metro Huntington weather forecast. For News Center 88, I'm Luke Hamilton.
1: Thanks, Luke. Now, John Bogus joins us with the FM 88 sports report.
2: Regional. The three day event concluded on Saturday. With the herd, Sophia Hurrian and Isling McGrain winning a close contest and a tiebreaker against Liberties Marina Davin and Daniela O'Neill, 8 to 7 in the round of 32. The pair would then be defeated by ODU in the round of 16. Joe Anastrom also defeated. Maybe Savannah Eklund in the consolation round. Heard women's tennis action returns Friday when it travels to Columbia, South Carolina for the two-day South Carolina Invitational. Also in today's FM88 Sports Report, the Marshall Volleyball team achieved its first sweep against a conference opponent this season when it defeated App State at the Cam Henderson Friday 3-0, and again on Saturday 3-2. Callie Stokes had a dominant performance Saturday, registering a career-high 21 kills. Bryn Brown also had a double-double in both contests. Riley Winslow and Jasmine Parrish also set career-high Saturday, with Riley Winslow having 26 digs and Parrish having 25 digs. In the fifth set of Saturday's contest, App State earned the first point, but that would be its only lead of the entire set, with the Herd eventually winning it 15-10. The Herd will next face Coastal Carolina at the Cam Henderson Center Friday. Yesterday, both the Marshall women's and men's soccer team competed at Hoops Family Field. The Marshall women's soccer team first faced Coastal Carolina and won 1-0. The win was only its second in conference play this season, and Coastal Carolina has yet to receive a win in the conference. Marshall sophomore Bailey Fisher scored the lone goal on the contest in the 81st minute on a penalty kick. The goal was her 7th of the season and she leaded the team in goals and she leads the team in goals this season. The women's soccer team closes its season Thursday at Louisiana. Following that women's soccer match, the number one-ranked Marshall men's soccer team was shut out by Kentucky 2-0. to nil. The Herd has now lost two in a row after previously being undefeated. Both of Kentucky's goals were in the first half and were scored by Mason Visconti. The first was a penalty kick goal in the 22nd minute and a goal assisted by Abubakar Kamara in the 37th minute. The Marshall men's soccer team next travels to Norfolk, Virginia to face Old Dominion Friday. The Sun Belt Conference announced today that the Marshall football game against App State on November 4th will have a 6 p.m. kickoff time and will be broadcast on the NFL Network. The game will be Marshall's 7th this season that is nationally televised out of 9. In other college sports news, Michigan State Athletic Director Alan Holler said he has suspended an employee involved in allowing Adolf Hitler's image to be shown on video boards before playing No. 2 Michigan. The employee was not named Sunday will be paid pending an investigation that will help to determine potential action in the future. The creator and producer of the quiz channel on YouTube that includes Hitler's image as part of a quiz said the school didn't ask for permission to use his content or pay him for it and defended his decision to include the question on his platform. In professional sports news, three teams are one win from the World Series heading into Monday's playoff doubleheader. First, the Philadelphia Phillies look to close out Arizona at home when they send Aaron Nola to the mound with a 3-2 lead in the best-of-seven NL Championship Series. Then it's decis- then it's decisive Game 7 in the ALCS as three-time Cy Young award winner Max Scherzer and the Texas Rangers face Christian Javier and the defending champion Astros in Houston. Road teams are unbeaten in this lone state showdown, only the second time in baseball history the home side has dropped the first six base first six games in a best-of-seven postseason series. And finally, in today's FM 88 Sports Report, Cleveland Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson's playing status remains unclear after he left Sunday's game at in Indianapolis in the first quarter in his return from a two-game absence with a right shoulder injury. Coach De- Kevin Stefanski offered a few details Monday on Watson, who strained the Rotator Cup in his throwing shoulder on September 24th against Tennessee. Stefanski did not address a specific question about whether Watson underwent more medical tests, saying the team was awaiting results on a bunch of guys. Stefanski was also vague on whether the team would consider putting Watson on injured reserve, giving him four weeks to heal. The Browns are at Seattle this week. That's it for today's FM88 Sports Report. For FM88 Sports, I'm John Bogus.
1: Thanks, John. Coming up, a win-win for churches and sports fans. Stay with us to find out more right after this on NewsCenter 88.
0: Are you training for a marathon or something? I heard if you lose
3: lots of weight, you can prevent diabetes.
0: Get real. You don't have to knock yourself out to prevent diabetes. Take small steps. Talk to your health provider. Losing a small amount of weight by being active 30 minutes five days a week and eating healthier can prevent diabetes. For more information, call 1-800-438-5383 and ask for Get Real, a message from the Department of Health and Human Services National Diabetes Education Program the worldwide leader of Marshall University sports coverage.
2: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the fifth oldest stadium in college football. Nippert Stadium. Buckeye Field, Columbus, Ohio. Thundering herd and the 24th ranked Ohio State Buckeyes.
3: Here in Raleigh, North Carolina at Coke Field at Dale Park.
2: At the U.K. Soccer Complex. In the heart of bluegrass country, Lexington, Kentucky.
0: Welcome back to Houston, Texas, the site of the 2008 Conference USA Softball Tournament. WMUL-FM Huntington. And finally today on New Center 88 the members of Cavalry Baptist Church outside of Philadelphia have become big fans of the Major League Soccer team, the Philadelphia Union. They're raising up to $3,000 per game from selling parking spaces for $15 a vehicle for, for nearby Subaru Park. Across the nation houses of worship, near stadiums, are opening their parking lots to sports fans for much needed revenue. Bethany Church near Lambeau Field in Green Bay, Wisconsin, asks for a donation rather than a charge for the parking fee. The church's administrative assistant says, many people are very generous, unquote. In Lubbock, Texas, fans of Texas Tech football have tailgated at St. John's United Methodist Church for $10 a spot before they headed to Jones Stadium. One parishion- parishioner jokes that they tell fans of their rivals that it costs extra for them to park there.
1: And that does it for this edition of News Center 88. Tune in tomorrow at five for the most complete news from Marshall University and the Tri-State area. And remember to check us out on the World Wide Web at marshall.edu WMUL. For David Adkins, Luke Hamilton, John Bogus, Nathaniel Hara, and for the entire New Center 88 team, I'm Reagan Clagg, and your thought of the day is start where you are, use what you have, do what you can. Arthur Ashe.